0: Welcome to The Brief Premium's Mergers and Acquisition Week. I'm Jonathan Ames, the co-editor of The Brief, and with me is Berger Guil, the European editor of Merger Market, the data specialist on uh, the merger scene around the world and in the UK and Europe. We're here to talk about deals. Uh, Are they up? Are they down? Since the financial crisis, uh, deals took a bit of a hit, but then they recovered. Then came the suggestion that uh, the uh, the British might like to have a little vote on membership of the European Union. There was another pause in deal activity. The British decided that they didn't want to be members of the European Union. And now there's a lot of speculation on what will happen in terms of the deal with Europe and what that means for deal makers, Mind you. The European Union and the UK's involvement with the European Union is not the only thing that goes on in the world. And there are other regions and uh, other parts of the world where deals carry on uh, somewhat oblivious bizarrely to whether or not the UK is going to be part of the European Union. There's a lot to discuss. So let's tackle, first of all, the mishmash and the roller coaster of numbers. It's difficult for even an educated but casual observer of the deal market to get their head round these things. First of all, deal activity since 2012 has been gradually up. In 2015, there was a record high, surpassing the 2007 levels pre-financial crisis. But all is not absolutely well. At the start of 2017 this year, there were suggestions that there would be a 60% drop in the UK corporate deals. A recent report, indeed a report out this week from the Magic Circle law firm Clifford Chance, shows that there's been a 25% in global deals. And indeed, some suggest that there's been an absolute cliff edge already in terms of EU inward investment to the UK, with a 90% drop since the Brexit vote. But what does all this mean? Uh, you can get confused by numbers. Uh, so over to Berenger. First of all, can you help us wade through this num- these numbers? Where do you see, in as simple a terms as possible, the current state of the deal market?
1: So uh, we are actually very bullish on, in terms of M&A. I mean, we see a lot of activity. Um, as you said, you know, M&A goes into cycles, so you had... A lot of activity in 2007, then it came down globally and then again uh, very much up in 2015 and a record high year in 2015. And since then, um, it's gone down a little bit from very high levels, but it's you know still very strong globally. Uh, it was 10% up uh, in the first half of this year uh, globally compared to last year in terms of volume um in terms of value sorry so what you have is is a bit of a mismatch between um uh, basically um the uh, money available for for deal making so there's a lot of money around whether from private equity or cash on uh, companies balance sheets and you know there are only so many opportunities so there's been a lot of deals in, in 15 16 17 is is very strong but obviously there are a few uh, less deals but the value is is up overall because there are few less deals and because valuations are very high if that makes sense. So are there
0: are there fewer deals but the deals are worth more or yes, what? Yes, correct. Right. Yeah, yeah. And what I mean just could you highlight a couple that have uh, that have uh, been notable in the market?
1: Uh, so i mean just talking maybe about europe mm-hmm. um, you had um, four of the five largest deals in uh, in the first half of the of the year were actually European targets, so there's been a lot of uh, uh, activity uh, in Europe, um, and and Europe has taken um, kind of uh, gained back his sh- its share of uh, of global eminates. It's gone down a little bit in previous years with Asia up a lot, and uh, this year and in the past few months, it's uh, it's recovered quite significantly. So you had, you know, um, Linde Linde uh, in Germany being taken over by Praxair. You had uh, big deal again in Spain, Abertis in Spain, and um, Actilian in Switzerland, being taken over by uh, Johnson, Johnson and Johnson, um, and and again in consumer in uh, in Italy, um, Luxottica. So, so as I say, like a lot of the big deals we've seen recently have been Europeans.
0: Okay, now European as you point out, um, global economic cycles come and go. Uh, the financial crash in oh seven, oh eight was pretty significant, you know, arguably the most significant since the 1930s. But nonetheless, global uh, fluctuations come and go. Brexit though is a very much a sort of specific regional issue. I mean, if you had to take a punt here, uh, is Brexit going to have an impact? Uh some people say it's too early, some people say that uh, suggestions of Brexit having a negative impact on UK deals inward and outward investment has been over egged. What's your view? Is 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 Brexit a big deal in the deal market as it were?
1: Yeah, I think it has had a big impact and it continue continues to have an impact. Um in the you know, pre-Brexit, um, so in the first half of 2016, it's quite useful because obviously the referendum was right in the middle of the year, so that helps comparisons. But in the first half of 2016, you know, you had a big slowdown in M&A, so, uh, and, and, and more and more so as, as the referendum was approaching. So obviously deal makers, CEOs were, you know, worried to do something anything drastic before you know the results was 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 known so big slowdown there um and then um, right after the um, the vote uh you actually had perhaps a lot of deals that were in the pipeline that got released so you had a lot of um, strong um, strong activity uh, for the uk in particular post post uh, brexit referendum and for example like the, the classic example i guess is um H- Arm Holdings, uh, which was taken over by um, SoftBank from Japan, um, and, um, you know, suddenly after 23rd of June, Hum, uh, the semiconductor company in the UK here, became a lot cheaper, you know, just uh, from one day to the next, and and uh, SoftBank was uh, able to save, uh, we estimate, around $3 billion in, in funding on its um, £23 billion um, takeover offer. Just because of the currency's effect, you know, mm-hmm. following the referendum. So, and
0: indeed, um, w- looking specifically at the UK, uh, well, the English, or and even more specifically, the city of London, legal profession and its deal makers and its deal making lawyers, um, are they impervious really to Brexit? I mean, bre- they, these the, the the law firms uh, in the city have an expertise in transactional work does it matter whether they're doing transactional work in the UK or in Europe as long as there is a, he- a healthy deal market somewhere our city law firm deal rooms healthy
1: yeah I think there's there'll be plenty of work for, for, for law firms in the city you know in the coming months um, first of all cross-border activity I think that's a historic trend you know over the past few years is is up so it's it's the case in the uk you have a lot of uh, uk companies looking to de-risk and you know go outside of the uk and um, making a lot of acquisitions f- uh, for example in the us um so so you know um there's there's a lot of cross border activity a lot of obviously uncertainty around around brexit and how it's going to pan out le- legally and you know um that will obviously affect the mna market but um we see, you know, as I say, a lot of work for city law firms. A lot of um, inbound deals in the UK as well from US companies. Um, so
0: and what sectors? I mean, if you were a if you were a betting man and you had to uh, nip down to your local turf accountant and say, um, where 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 am I? You know, what what are the sectors that look as though they're most active in the in the next six months to a year, two years? Uh, uh, yeah. From deal activity, where where would you where would you put in your fiver?
1: I think you hopefully. I, I mean, that's make will make our life a bit more interesting. I think we'll we'll hopefully see a lot of kind of different deals, disruptive deals. I mean, you you a big one that everyone talks about is the Amazon Whole Food uh, deal. So um, a lot of I think a lot of companies um, are under pressure to to do M and A. So, and one of the reasons why they're under pressure is that their business model perhaps is 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 um, you know is becoming obsolete, or and and technology is is putting a lot of pressure on on a lot of companies. So you have whether it's in banking, financial services, you know, tech will play a big impact, and and M and A will be part of that, you know, uh, part of the answer for some of those companies um in automotive we've seen also interesting deals between um kind of more classic automotive suppliers and uh, makers and technology companies uh consumer i mentioned you know um yesterday you had i think it was yesterday uh disney ceo talking about make, making acquisitions and then uh, snap snap uh tweet snap and twitter shares um went up as a result so those kind of you know maybe deals that we weren't thinking about as obvious before may may pan out.
0: Coming back to um, just finally coming back to the to the mechanics of doing deals. Um, historically, law firms and accountants, professional advisors, have been fairly siloed and separate in, in advising on these deals. You have banks, law firms, uh, accountancy, and uh, professional advisors. Um, but now with the changes to the structure of the legal profession, there is more scope to create firms that are multidisciplinary. Is there any scope in your view for in the future, in the relatively near future, for boutique perhaps deal shops that bring together under one roof All the professional services needed to do these deals, uh, or will the city law firm, Magic Circle law firms, and others carry on uh, rather unaffected by those structural changes?
1: Uh, I mean, I think we have seen in the banking sector, um, which you know, which we track also quite um, closely, we've seen banks like traditional banks, Goldman Sachs, or whoever, um, you know, the big banks being challenged by you know smaller boutiques, um, M and A boutiques. Uh, even on on very very large deals so um, I'm sure that's something that also could uh, happen you know to the legal profession so I wouldn't say but I mean if anything it's probably an opportunity for you know um, more specialized um, law firms or whether it's within a sector or or or
0: elsewhere thank you very much for your time Later this week, The Brief Premium will be holding its first breakfast briefing session on mergers and acquisitions. Join us at The Times headquarters here at London Bridge, where you can meet experts from all sides of the deal market business. Thanks always for listening and goodbye.